0: Hello and welcome to Alive or Just Blethering, a podcast where two thirty 30-somethings discuss the music we found and loved growing up. My name is Chris Lavender and with me is my fellow host Keith McLeod. Today on Alive or Just Blethering I'll be talking us through Watch Out by Alexis on Fire.
1: With its on the floor.
0: Dead vibes. That came out. That did come out. Limp Biscuit released a new album recently. If you haven't heard it, people at home. They did. And Dad Vibes is a song on that it, album. It is a song on that album. That, that is a song that was committed to a CD or an album or an MP3 or a hard drive. It was written and recorded. <laughs> oh. Welcome back, everyone,
1: to Alive live or just blathering where two thirty somethings dismay over the new uh, Slipknot over the new <laughs> Lip Biscuit album. Actually, Slipknot released a new song as well, and it's amazing.
0: It's good. It's really good. I'm I'm happy with the direction they're going in. You know, 20, 20 years later, they they're still smashing it. Twenty years
1: later, they're still bringing in like crappy sample like hardcore drums or whatever that not hardcore drums you know what i mean like it's just like hardcore drum and bass like and Cra- then you know the song actually begins i thought that was pretty cool but yeah if you're uh if you're coming back to the podcast welcome back thanks for joining us if you're new to the podcast lab's gonna tell us why uh watch out by alex is on fire was uh a banger of an album for him
0: so i want to get I want to set something straight because I've I've got a feeling through the messaging that you've been sending me that I implied that Watch Out was my favourite album and it's not. Uh, Well. So, there's an important thing that... So, the the whole purpose of this podcast is to discuss the music we found and loved growing up. Okay. I will put it straight. I did not discover Alexis on Fire on Watch Out. I discovered Alexis on Fire on the self-titled. Mhm. And I mean the story goes that what well, I would have been 16, 17 when that came out and uh there was a friend I had made on a social media website. Oh, that did you get fished? That was known as No no nothing like that. It was mm-hmm. known as Face Party. This is pre MySpace. Plenty of fish. No, 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 no. This is—we're <laughs> talking like pre MySpace is the best description I can give of
1: it. Okay, doesn't? I mean, pre MySpace to me. Pre, wait, hang on, wait. Pre
0: MySpace. Yeah, pre MySpace.
1: Because this... you threw me there with the word face, so I thought you were saying pre Facebook, which to me was Bebo. But I don't think there was anything pre MySpace. Well, there was, and it was called Face
0: Party. That does ring a bell actually. So there was a, a girl on that whose username was Alex Is On Fire. Cute. So for a good long while I called this band Alex Is On Fire. How wrong you were? It wasn't until I discovered where the band name came from. If anyone wishes to Google it, they are welcome to. But effectively. It's based on a porno. Oh, is it? So that's where the Alexis is. is. Wait, did we discuss this? Did we briefly
1: touch on this and end of last week?
0: I can't remember. I might have mentioned it, but yes. So the, the, name, the name Alexis on Fire is in reference to a pornographic movie of a lady I assume is called Alexis. And she's on fire. I hope she's not going to clap. I have no idea. I did not look any further into that. Never. I been, uh, I, I, I've
1: been assured that when you have the clap, pissing is like pissing razor blades and or fire. Luckily, never had the clap. Clap, clap, well, clap. As far as I'm aware. But uh, yeah, I've never pissed razor blades, that's for sure.
0: I, I hope never too. It sounds really fucking painful. Mm, awful.
1: I was being facetious, to be honest, Lav. I knew exactly that it was Alexis on fire and... Contrary to what you may think is coming in this conversation, I am Alexis on I am an Alexis on Fire fan. Great. I do I do like Alexis uh On Fire. Similar to yourself, I didn't find them on, on this album, but I didn't find them on the self titled either. Hmm. My 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 road to Alexis was was slightly different.
0: So I've met this person online and she's told me about this band. Mm-hmm that we shall now call alexis on fire and i found the first first album that they released the self-titled album and it's got one of their best songs on it which is the the opening track 44 caliber love letter which
1: yeah that's a good one
0: they still play live to this day which is a, a great a sign of a really really good song
1: imagine if the album was Alex is on fire by alexis on fire <laughs>
0: They could really pull that shit and I would have no idea. Yeah. They are... I mean, they were only 17 when they wrote that album. Really? And it's a really mature sound, I think, for for 2002. Like, if you mm-hmm. compare it to the... So, to me, when I first heard Lex on Fire, it's probably the first, like, screamo, screamo band. I hate using mm-hmm. that word but it was the first like really, really harsh vocals that weren't like growling. It was, it was screechy. It was, it was high pitched and it it had a, it had a very different sound to anything else that I had heard at that time. Sure. And I enjoyed the album and it's got, so again, another couple of my favorite Alexis songs on it. Polaroids of polar bears, pulmonary archery, really strong songs. So yeah, I discovered Alexis on Fire then. Mm -hmm. Moved up to Edinburgh mid-2004. And then I heard the song Accidents. Woofed. That was me hooked on this band. And that I can absolutely, with 100% confidence, can thank Watch Out for. And it is, it's the album I would say was the album that I fell in love with, Alexis on Fire. So that's why I wanted to talk about this one. I'm glad I wanted to preface that before we start talking about the album, just before you start hurting my feelings, really.
1: <laughs> so Accidents was the first song you heard to take you into Watch Out. And by all accounts, pretty good. Pretty good song,
0: Accidents. Super strong song. It's a, it's a... Heavy, strong opening to this
1: before, album. Before, before I perhaps tear this album a new one in but... my own in my own completely irrelevant way. W- after accidents, what what is it? What what remains about the album? What is it about the album that sort of you stuck with? Because it's obviously not just off the weight of one song with an absolutely killer intro. What is it that you stayed with on the album, or what did you enjoy on the album that that kept you or has made it
0: one of your one of your picks? I, I've been trying to think about that this week and it really only came to me after listening to the album for a full week that I didn't skip a single fucking song. Not a single skippable song. It's just so... I think it's, it feels very varied. I don't feel that it it, it... it. I never feel bored while I'm listening to this album. Every song just rolls into the next one and it's... It, the, I feel they the, the band should be absolutely congratulated for this. It's just how well they, how much variance they have in their songs, yet they still definitively sound like Alexis on fire songs. Like there could be bands out there that try to swap and change between different genres. And it ends up just being like a total fucking eaten mess of a, of an album. Mm-hmm. Whereas these guys just seem to have, style but that style is making songs that just sound really unique
1: Unique is a word
0: It's It's. It may be to some people, it may be to its detriment but to me it, it absolutely just makes me listen to this album end to end and then that final song, Happiness by the Kilowatt just uh, knocks me out, complete fucking KO, done. You're done. That's it. You do. I I can't listen to music for another twenty minutes after that. I need to have a rest. Just, <laughs> so you just light a cigarette after the song fades <laughs> out and just lie backwards. Fucking, your...
1: that was an experience. <laughs> put 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 your put your head behind your your sorry your hand behind your head and just just punch a dart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much. And then the next album that came out after this was, of course, Crisis. And I think Crisis is by by probably a good country mile their strongest commercial effort they they i think they absolutely nailed every single thing with crisis and it just mm-hmm. made it i'd probably say that crisis is the perfect album um perfect bold but i still come back to watch out every time because there's just something again it's probably got that nostalgia factor that you know, this was the one that I t- truly fell in love with them and it goes, like, taking it back that... There's a there's a raw sound to it. It can't be denied. But, you know, it was recorded in 2004. It's an independent release. And it still went platinum.
1: It was recorded in 2004 in Julius Butty's house. You know, they didn't even go to a studio for this. They, they recorded it in the producer's house, which is
0: uh, impressive. Yeah, so they... They cleared of the work. I was reading up briefly on the album, and yeah, it was recorded in his house, and they decided not to go with a major label. Their first album went platinum. They had, they had the cards in their hands to, to be able to command something from a label, and they decided against that because they had two for 18 months grown as a band and then managed to... Make another album out of it And think you know what Let's make what we love And they did And I, I absolutely commend them for it
1: Absolutely Like credit to them for that For Like you say Their their first album Almost EP Went platinum They the, Probably the world was their oyster At that point they, they could have maybe gone to any Sort of rock metal label And done whatever they wanted to do But instead They chose Not to get the big payout Not to Not to do whatever With You know the biggest producer and instead go into some guy's house and record what they wanted to. And for all intensive purposes, they've recorded a pretty great album, but there's something about this album that just, I just can't. Irks me. The album irks me a little bit. Okay. And, and, you know, we can, we will definitely go into that, but I suppose I found, I found Alexis, just genuinely, off of the name, the strength of the name alone, "Alexis on Fire." I think I'd seen the 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 I'd seen some videos. I definitely knew. Here's a funny thing: what is how how would you oh, if I said what's the 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 title of track five without looking at it? Do you know the song I'm talking about? It was one of the singles. It was the video where like they sort of cloned themselves. It's it's a it's sort of the biggest single off of this album. Watch out, that song.
0: Yeah, is that what's the title? Hey, mama, it's your funeral.
1: Right, that's how I would pronounce it. Hey, mama, it's your funeral. The actual name of the song is Hey, it's your funeral, mama. That's a strange little memory. Yeah, yeah. Like I totally was like, oh, hey, mama, it's your funeral. Oh, hey, it's your funeral, mama. That's the actual. Pronunciation of the, of the name, so yeah, I'd seen that video and I knew that song, and I was like, oh, "Fuck, that song's really, really good." And I was actually going on a bit of a road trip at the time, and I thought, right, I kind of want some new music for this, and I'd sort of burnt all my MP3s and stuff like that, and I was maybe just in HMV in Livingston, and there was Crisis, and I was like, "I've never really, never really gone into Alexis on fire before." I have a really clear memory of. One of the drummers of one... Uh, the drummer of one of the bands I was in before, like, fucking loving Watch Out. Like, he he had it... I remember it being in his... You know, we, we went to his house to practice. His drum kit was set up in his house. And I remember Watch Out always being somewhere in the room. Like, it was, he was a really big Alexis on Fire fan with Watch Out. Mm-hmm. Hey, Franco, how you doing? And, ironically, Franco moved to Canada. So I was sort of always, always aware of the album, but I never really got into Watch Out. Mm-hmm. And then I... Just bought Crisis, paid way too much money for it, like fourteen ninety nine. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll take it on this road trip and we'll see what it's like." And that was it. I was like, "Oh no, this is this is actually this that was a good buy. Yeah, it's like a great album. Like, I have Crisis somewhere. That I, like you know, in the uh, this could be anywhere in the world. Like that that song's incredible. And just so it just sort of took me on the journey from there. So I then had to work backwards into Watch Out, and you were sort of saying before like. Watch out or sorry, Crisis is the, the sort of better commercial effort and better all-rounder fucking hell man, coming into watch out, it is a hot mess. It actually reminds me a little bit of Finch now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Maybe I'm being over there. Maybe I'm just drawing conclusions because we're on the pod. But like, oh I, I sent you a picture earlier and you were like, I'm not I'm not ready to argue with you on this album. <laughs> For me, there's only about like four to five good songs in this album
0: okay name them
1: do you do you want to guess any of them
0: Uh, alright so straight off the bat we'll go with accidents eh fuck off you can't uh, you just okay listeners at home rewind about ten minutes where Keith is just like great opening an album it is hey Hey I didn't
1: lie It's a great It's a great opener So you're already It's a great opener The riff Like that That's a two-parter song for me The first half is great The second half Sort of
0: Loses it for me a little bit Fucking hell Jesus Christ Okay so Accidents isn't in the top five Well this is I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to go through this now Because you've 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 rattled me now Hey man, oh, no, he's, triggered. he's
1: hey. triggered, folks. He's triggered. Hey, it's your funeral, mama. Yeah, banger. Love that song. So good. It's it's awesome.
0: Please don't don't say no to this one. Happiness by the Kilowatt.
1: Hate it. Fuck off. I hate Happiness by the Kilowatt. Oh it God. is that song gives me anxiety. It is so depressing. Hate it. I hate Happiness by the Kilowatt. Jesus Christ. I feel sick listening to that song.
0: I feel sick listening to you. <laughs>
1: I do not like Happiness by The Killer. That song, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm uncomfortable with my feelings about that song. I don't know. But like, I genuinely... Uh,
0: Here's one. Here's one that's No Transistory.
1: uh, It's not on my list. What did I say about No Transistory? Oh, my notes were bleh. Oh my god.
0: I I don't want to play this game anymore. This isn't fun.
1: Right, okay, I'll I'll put you out of your freaking misery. Hey, it's your funeral, mama. That Girl Possessed and Get Fighted are top songs for me. Okay. They're awesome. They're okay. really, really great. And then on a close, like, alright, I'll give you I'll give you a silver star, I've got accidents and White Devil. The rest of it you can put in the bin. As far as I'm concerned.
0: Okay. Thank you for your opinion, Keith. It's uh it's been lovely hearing it. And that was a live or just blathering. <laughs> I'll just end the podcast now. Oh my word. So, I, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, but I'm I'm probably just going to have to, sure. to cut around it because you, you've, you've cut, you've cut me deep here. <laughs> Happiness by the kilowatt. I'll tell you what, that song really, you say it was depressing in that version. This is where my, my love for Alexis on fire starts to sort of get a bit complicated. So, uh, after Watch Out, the guitarist and backing singer Dallas Green went off and backing singer, or like additional. Well, singing? it was adi- okay, but additional singer. I, I always thought of George as the as the main sort of lead yeah. vocalist in the first the, two albums. He's,
1: yeah, he's the scream, and then you've got Dallas as as cleans. Yeah, and then you've got Wade.
0: So that's what I always saw as like the main thing was this was George was the singer. Dallas doing the back end. Dallas went off and did his side project city and color and basically Mm. set the template for a bunch of bearded tattooed fucking wanker barman like that. He he set the template for getting tattoos about sailing and sing, (laughs) singing about (laughs) Delaware and all this. Now to set the record straight, I absolutely love city and color. Like there's there's no
1: i was I was I, gonna say have you looked in the mirror recently? I <laughs> absolutely love
0: sitting color. I just it's an hate anchor tattoo right I just dislike people who base their entire identities off an album cover <laughs> it's, All right. have it, you not got an anchor tattoo? I've got an anchor tattoo <laughs> thanks for reminding me um yes so that whole sailor jerry thing i while i will not i wouldn't say that dallas invented it he absolutely popularized it and made it a thing and it was from there that people just i don't know they just they just ran with it and, and there is a version that he did live on on the city called, he did a version of happiness by the kilowatt and it just absolutely slaughters me it, it's so good it's so beautiful that just just rattle just gets me just gets the tears flowing every time
1: did did Dallas was was Dallas responsible for like the rebirth of the checkered shirt
0: I'm gonna say yes
1: because I was that guy i I wore exclusively checkered shirts for about ten years
0: I would say he's a he, he, while well he again I don't think he personally did it but he yeah. popularized it so yeah. I just, never
1: did. I never did the little beanie. I never did the
0: beanie. Oh, hat. I did the beanie.
1: I know you still do, <laughs> <laughs> but I never did. But yeah, the checkered shirts definitely. I, I suppose I didn't wear the the jeans Doc Martens combo either. Guilty. Guilty. Right. So what we're discovering here, Lav is you hate yourself. Is that I hate myself? Yes, and it's all <laughs> Dallas Green's fault. Fuck uh, you, Dallas Green. Anyway,
0: when so the first so this is this is going on in between. Watch out and crisis. Mm-hmm. Now, crisis comes out, and it's a much more Dallas focused album. Yeah,
1: yeah, I would say that. I think, I think when I listened to Crisis as well, sort of only having heard snippets of earlier stuff, I was way more surprised, or not way more surprised. I was, I noted. There was way less screaming than I thought there was going to be because, like you say, from from the self titled EP, they're like a screamo
0: band. Fully, yeah, totally. But it.
1: by the time Crisis comes along, they're an emo band.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They've 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 got all that, and the, the it, it's not a criticism. They've just changed no. and they've grown and they've mm-hmm. become themselves and 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 found found their niche. And it just it. I don't know whether I don't know what the writing sort of patterns were, what their writing styles were, who who did what. But it definitely felt that Dallas was was putting his spin on things, and or that was
1: taking the lead on writing.
0: It didn't not just in that way, but then it was when the follow up, um, Old Crow's Young Cardinals came out, and
1: <laughs> I tell
0: you what, I will say that that album reminds me of is it reminds me of A Crawl After the Murder in Tone. Really? Um no I see where you're coming from yeah yeah it's a much uh it's it feels like a a synthetic rawness
1: wow synthetic rawness it's
0: they've they've purposefully made it sound raw they've made they've they've made an artistic decision to make it sound like they were recording it in Julius Butty's house, but really it's been recorded in, you know, a high end yeah. studio and they didn't have to do it. They've 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 added that effect on in post. Yeah, they've added
1: the tape filter. Like this is what it would sound like if we recorded it on tape.
0: Which can feel a bit disingenuous at times. Sure. And and that's probably my biggest criticism of, of Young Cardinals. A crow left. A, a crow left of the Young Cardinal. Because it is <laughs> They they both have that sort of sound. They, they they nailed their sound in the last album. I think arguably, you'd probably agree with me, I hope, in this, and that Morning View is the best-sounding Incubus album. Sure. I would say that Crisis is the best-sounding Alexis, Alexis album. And then they took a step in a direction to try and make themselves seem more legitimate. I don't know. It, that's how it appears to me. At the same time, the music the actual songs that were written on both of those albums, Crawl After the Murder and uh, Old Crow's Young Cardinals, is great. Agreed. It's just there's an artistic choice being made that I can't get on board with. Oh, sure. So, yeah, that's, this, I don't know, it's hard to sort of say where this, this took me because it was sort of very standalone. I can't think of any bands directly that sound like Alexis on Fire. Oh yeah, tough one. Bands that sound like Alexis on fire. Like if I was to no, say like Under Oath, I feel like I could name at the time maybe two or three other bands that have a similar aesthetic to that. But yeah, I, sure. I, I don't know. I feel like Alexis are quite unique in that sense.
1: You talked to uh, you mentioned how they very much have, and we're talking about it now. How they very much have their own sound, and how they're they're very unique to that sound. And, you know, they, they sort of found... They very much found that sound on Watch Out and refined it on Crisis. That's part of my problem with Watch Out. Some of this stuff is a mess. For me, just a okay. convoluted mess. Like, at times, there's parts of songs where I feel like all five members are playing different songs. <laughs> like, it can get... it For me, it can get a bit overwhelming when you've got three vocal parts and two guitar parts. Like... It, there's there are just moments where they build into songs and they cut and interchange out of parts like at, like u-turns like you can be going through like a bridge and it just like stops into like a quiet sort of progressive part and then you know they can they can be building up into something and then it just completely changes into something else like for the most part I do enjoy this album but there's a lot of moments and you know maybe fifty fifty here where. I don't know what's going on. I either don't like what's going on, or or I'm just like overwhelmed by what's going on. And I'm like, guys, just just I don't know. It maybe almost sort of tells a story to me as to where they maybe ended up going on hiatus. Hmm. Wade went off to be the frontman of another band. Well, there's like, a story da- I've got for you. Well, I'm sure we'll get to it. But like Dallas had already done the color and the city and the color, and I'm pretty sure he was quite a highly decorated Canadian musician, like, fucking Canada, were like, this is the best musician we have ever produced, you know, sort of thing. And I'm like... They they were very very proud of their new Brian Adams, they were. Sure. And so that just presents, to me, a story of, like, a lot of egos. And I think I hear that in Watch Out more than I hear the other albums.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, they... they, uh,
0: Yeah, they, they definitely... Had some issues, especially going into the the, the latter part of their sort of the their the act of recording and writing time i think after after young cardinals they they released an e p uh, dog 's blood, but then it was during the writing of their next album that it all just sort of felt to bits and they they did the the cardinal sin of bands they announced a farewell gig your favorite favorite sort of gig and it made doubly worse when they come back. Mm, what a shock! So. You ever seen the band? Yes, I saw them when they did their reunion tour. Ooh, how, how did that go down? Is one of the worst performances I've ever seen live. Was them performing at Reading?
1: Yes, you've told me about this story. It's not an incredibly stressful story for you? That was oh, uh, that, that
0: that the whole the whole day was exceptionally stressful. Uh, Why did you drive to Reading? We were down visiting friends, and we we made a weekend oh, right. of it. Um, it was it was uh, my at the time girl, uh, about the time fiance, now my wife. That was our. It was it was like her birthday treat. So we went down, visited friends, we stayed down. We had some, we had some good times. We had a good laugh. It was just the next day getting to Reading from the other side of London with a Tom Tom was just fucking brutal. Um, yeah. We get to Reading and Alexis were going on. I don't know what... I think the band, they were on fucking something. They, I think the, the bassist was literally standing... At one point, just standing, playing and visually vomiting. Nice. Everyone just looked away with it. Like the, I don't know whether they just hit it too hard too soon. They would, the yeah. nerves... The you know they they hadn't pref- I think they had done a gig before Reading but that was their, their probably their first biggest gig post hiatus yeah it was a a really poor show uh, all round and I'm kind of glad they've not made a new album I know that I think I've I think I heard one song and it was really was it familiar drugs yeah yeah and I was like eh was average
1: well I'm actually I'm. I'm on the opposite end of that, I'm disappointed they haven't released a new album because I I do like this band and mm. I was actually a bit surprised to when I realised, well hell, they haven't released anything since two thousand and nine and if we consider the self titled a bit more of an EP, they've only released three full length albums. You know, Old Crow's Young Cardinals was two thousand and nine. Yeah, man. Like, wh- why are these guys reforming in 2015 to to not to not do new music? They're not like it, it's different because when I think about it, you know, previously we, we talked about Rage Against Machine and how Rage Against Machine have kind of came back and forth a little bit with reunions and and decided not to do albums, but then they also there was what at least ten years between their their sort of breakup. Mm-hmm. These guys went on essentially went on hiatus for three years. and then came back just to tour the same music again so I don't know the inner workings of Alexis on Fire and what they do or do not want to achieve with the band at the moment but if these guys release a new album tomorrow I'm going to listen to it because I'd
0: be interested in that 100% I'd be there I'd be there front of the queue but yeah they they obviously whatever they were going through at the time of of the breakup has since been resolved and they're they're all good friends again Um, sure I mean the 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 weird going into Gallows was an exceptionally strange move, and I I made the cardinal sin of tweeting Gallows about this. So I was a big Gallows I was a big Gallows fan when Frank Carter was the the the, the front man. And Frank Turner, no. Frank Turner was the front man of Million Dead I'm just referring to when we talked a lot
1: about Frank Turner and I kept on thinking it was Frank Carter <laughs> it's
0: Too many Franks in the British music scene to be absolutely honest
1: At least frankly, At least at least two
0: and frankly that's too many And they both played well they were in, in, in post hardcore bands uh, Yeah Gallows Gallows were a lightning in a bottle band in 2006 and 2000 and. Uh, to 2006, 2008, with two albums, which were fucking critically amazing. Can't wait to talk about them one day on the pod. Yeah. God, Frank decided to leave the band, and they were they their replacement was Wade of of of, of Alexis on Fire, which yep. was a very bizarre appointment for me. I I don't know. Wade was what he was the, the guitarist and backing vocalist for Alexis and then he goes and joins Gallows who were exceptionally British. I have to I have to stress that. Listening to like I mean their their second album, Grey Britain, it, it could be a fucking Sex Pistols album. It's it's so punk and it's just got a really they nailed the mix on Grey Britain to sound like a British band. And then yeah. you get a Canadian in to do it. And I I don't know. It, it, it basically, he made it a different band. They had a totally sonic... Sonically, they sounded completely different. They sounded absolutely fine, but it wasn't Gallows. And I yeah. took umbrage with that through the only channel that I know how, social media.
1: And What did you do?
0: Wade replied. Oh.
1: Did he? Well, well, okay, one, what was your tweet?
0: My, my tweet was, I wish I could find it, but it's gone. Um, words to the effect of, why do you still call yourselves gallows? You don't sound anything like gallows anymore. Something, words to that effect. You son of a bitch. To which, uh, a bit of context. So at the time I was in a band called War Charge, and I had that in my bio. So Wade replies with, yeah, we're just going to change our name to War Charge instead.
1: Nice. Oh, what a slam. A
0: total slam fucking diss. And I was like, oh, I totally deserved that. Felt like such a prick. You did. Yes, you did. uh, That's that's, that's the story of that. And again, what Wade then went on to do with Black Lungs, great. I think that was that was his calling was was doing was doing something like that rather than joining gallows you know each to their own whatever whatever is their calling whatever takes them but black lungs had a, a much um a much better sort of sound for his for his vocals i feel
1: yeah I mean I absolutely share your opinion on that being not a particularly well not particularly close to Alexis on Fire or, or Wade McNeil at the time to particularly care. I was a bit bummed that they broke up. Um, I think I caught them. I tried to trace it back. I'm not entirely clear, but I think I saw them in 2010 uh, at the ABC in Glasgow. Oh, wow. Can't remember, anything, can't remember anything from the gig. Just sort of went along with a couple of our friends. And I was like, yep, that's cool. I've seen them. That's great. So when they split up, I was about like oh, that's a bit of shit. But I was equally surprised when this sort of larger than life, sort of Canadian slash, I'm sorry Canadians, I know how it feels to be called this, but like you know that Americana persona <laughs> guy joins what I thought was this sort of like more on the hardcore edge, sort of up and coming English punk band. Do you know what I mean? He's here's this huge dude like full tats and massive lamb chops or you know and just persona about him and he replaces a skinny white ginger kid like it was just i I get where you're coming from like it was a weird transition and and a weird choice at least from the outside for that guy to go to that band but hey that's that's music for you i suppose that's that's cool
0: funny one yeah it was very i think again it's it's hard to i, I, I don't want to diss him for his for the looks because it is it's just looks but you're right it's it's so jarring going from an exceptionally skinny frank carter to a little little to, ginger pill kid to a fucking built bloke
1: <laughs> yeah a man
0: <laughs> a manly man taking yeah, it on totally. so it's very strange uh and i don't think the vocals were particularly consistent either he didn't even he didn't i don't I, i'm being I, I, yeah on the uh, anyway.
1: on the look of of wade mcneil now this is absolutely no comment on how wade mcneil looks but sort of i look at wade and i see that sort of rockabilly style look. Is that is that a fair way to say? Is that is that sort of how, how Wade sort of fit is is that is that sort of how he sometimes appears? You've kind of got the slick you can have the slicked back hair, you've kind of got like yeah. shirt jeans, the braces. Okay. You yes. You know, you you expect them to be driving like and you know, obviously ink to fuck. You'd maybe expect to see like an America like so Americana kinda of, some sort of muscle car or yeah. Like, yeah. A roadster or something, right? We're, we're all we've all got that image in our head, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, I've got it. I got. I've, I'm, I'm with you. I
1: don't fucking trust those guys because <laughs> I've been stung too many times. That you're like, oh, that guy looks pretty cool. Oh no, he's a fascist. Like, there's a secret. <laughs> there's a secret SS tattoo in there or something like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I
0: don't trust that rockabilly look. It, it's people that the type of person that would defend a swastika tattoo. Yeah, because it's a Hindu symbol.
1: Yeah, let me be absolutely clear. I am not calling Wade McNeil a fascist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad. I'm glad you prefaced it before I did. But yeah,
1: right. That's that's not what I'm going to hear. Just, I'm just branching off of this conversation. Keith has a problem I, with
0: rockabillies as they are generally fascists. Is my I, honest experience exper- in his experience? I have experienced people of that of genre who are not that way. So, I'm I'm sorry that Keith, you've had such a poor experience of of people of of that persuasion. Uh,
1: we're we're gonna have uh, we're we're just gonna get absolutely fucking. We're not gonna get slated by rockabilly's. No one listens to no this. Listen to this. But, <laughs> you know, just it's wait. just it's just it's just generally been my experience that I have I have I've came across this and I'm just kind of like, fuck. It's it's such a cool look. If anything, I'm hurt by it. Like I respect the look. I'm like, if you can pull that off, then I fucking high five to you. But there's just been a few instances where I've been like, "Oh, that guy's cool." Oh no, wait, yeah, he's that he is defending that tattoo because <laughs> it it was a bit of symbol, but he's got it the wrong way around, so it's a fucking Nazi symbol. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've been burned, man. I've been burned. That's all I'm saying. I'm I'm going back to to seeing Alexis live. I I regret not seeing them live much much sooner. Um, mm-hmm. I was meant to go and see them. In two thousand five, both them and Rise Against were doing a co-headline tour. That would have been fucking excellent be two thousand five. That was at the QMU. Uh, missed that, and then every time afterwards, I just missed them for one reason or another. And it wasn't until the the reunion I was like, you know what? Let's let's. It should be a special gig. Let's do it. Made a weekend of it. Hit Reading. Sadly, wasn't the the show I expected it to be and everyone who who I was with that day did say you know what they were they were off off form
1: for uh for anyone listening who who's not based in the UK or at least your geography is shit if you're wondering like why I'm making a big deal about Lav going to Reading the Reading and Leeds is is an annual festival that plays in the UK and Reading is in the south of England and Leeds is in the north of England so for Lav to go to Reading he drove past Leeds <laughs> by about f- Double the distance, yeah, yeah, to see Alexis on fire. But I get it now. It's obviously in the context of seeing friends and, and and treating treating the wife.
0: Yeah, we had we had we had friends in London and 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 Reading. Basically, Reading is the London festival. It's it, it's it's London in all but name.
1: Yeah, they're they're, they're interchangeable. See, so, so the 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 Reading uh, Saturday lineup will be the lead Sunday lineup, and vice versa. That, yeah, that's that's usually the case hence why i was like why the fuck did you go to reading to see them but yeah fair
0: it's also famously on a august bank holiday so it's like that it's the last summer festival before schools go back colleges go back so it it is always it's sort of seen as like the bookend of 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 festival season really like highly sort of respected festivals in that sort of rock and also pop they've they've they do bridge along, but the same day that Alexis were playing, you had Metallica. Mm-hmm. Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, they they were the only two that I really that stood out to me as a, as playing on that day. But you know to to be sharing a stage with that, I was actually quite shocked at how small Reading Festival is. It was or was, or was on that day. Like it didn't feel like a big festival compared to. The other example, tea in the Park, when that was up at um, where it used to be. Ken Ross. Ken Ken Ross. That was huge. Like, like sprawled out across a massive bit of land. But Redding just felt very compact. But you had to take a boat to it, which was cute.
1: That is cute. I suppose what you have to consider is when did it start? So... Years active, Reading and Leeds kicked off about 1995. So, in fairness, oh sorry, 1955. I misread that.
0: Reading yeah, that's and Leeds, a big misread, mate. Uh,
1: well, I mean, I wasn't expecting the 50s. Originally a jazz festival, then various jazz festivals, and then it's been Reading since 1971, and then it's been Leeds since 1999. So what the the comparison to Team the Park I was going to make there is maybe it depends on when they started mm. because Team the Park's fizzled fizzled out, but that kind of kicked off in about nineteen ninety one, but uh, or nineteen ninety three, but yeah, nineteen
0: fifty five it's kind of held its own. Yeah, well I, again, a good experience still, even though it was disappointing in the in the in the end of it. But again, just kind of going back to watch out because it was the way that I heard. This was actually mm. the the video for accidents, but I didn't see it on Kerrang or MTV two. It was online mm. watching it. And I, I don't know, I guess the age general age of our listeners, they'll understand this watching a video online. Pre-YouTube.
1: Intense. You had to get Flash Player. If you didn't
0: have Flash Player, you had to get Shockwaves. Or Real Player.
1: Oh, oh, the Real Player plugin. Good lord.
0: Buffering. Basically, it was... and I had to invest a, a significant amount of time to watch that whole video. Because you had to click play and then click pause and then go and make a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Go and have your dinner come back and hopefully it's at with only about three seconds left because by the time you've watched three more minutes of it that last three seconds will have eventually buffered through so yeah. I remember watching the video for accidents and I was like this is um, this is incredible I think it was on Metal Injection I think they would have had it on
1: Can you remember the actual player you had to play you were watching it on was it real player was it WinZip?
0: I, I think it was just like a shock shockwave player. I think it was just like a generic flash video player. Definitely pre-YouTube oh, this... though. I
1: yeah. have just had a sickening flashback because I just said the wrong thing there. I was like, is it WinZip? It wasn't WinZip. What was the player? It was Win something. It had a little lightning bolt. Can you remember this? Winamp.
0: It kicks win the lemma's ass.
1: Winamp was amazing, man. Winamp how was the many boy. nights? How many nights did you spend like getting Winamp skins? I had Dragon Ball Z Winamp <laughs> skins.
0: Fuck,
1: they that s- was. Oh,
0: did they skip it, the Winamp? They did. They were a funny, uh, like, uh, software developers because they they joked about things. So there was Winamp two and Winamp three, and they skipped four and went straight to five and made a thing about it. Okay. But yeah, Winamp Winamp 2.8 was the absolute peak. Every little oh. screen was movable. It had its playlist. It was really good at making playlists, I remember. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I'm I was using WinAmp before I got an iPod. The only reason I switched oh. to iTunes was because I got an iPod. And that changed the game.
1: Someone passed the bucket. I'm gonna be sick with nostalgia. This is wonderful. Look at all these skins! Skins, you press and play on the guy's head. You had the equalizer. You're right. You had the track, the playlist. Oh my god!
0: Did you this know? Is... And this is something I discovered at uni. You could watch TV through Winamp. No, there were no TV channels. Know that. Basically, just streaming content is Winamp. Is how I saw so much Family Guy.
1: Oh. You... When you say watching TV, do you mean you, just, you could just watch video files like no. MP4s or something? No,
0: no, streams. People were just streaming episodes constantly, oh, really? but it was like TV. So you clicked on it, and it would be in the. It could be in the middle of an episode. It could be the end of an episode. Wait to the end, and then another one would fire up. And this <laughs> the is last... oh, it's incredible.
1: So, initial release of Winamp was uh, April twenty first, nineteen ninety seven. So twenty four years ago. Jesus, this. They recently released a new one. St- Last stable release was the 12th of December 2013, but there is a release that came out in 2018. I thought it was dead, like I thought it was long gone. I didn't think anyone touched it anymore.
0: It's it's quite quite dead. I mean they they they're talking about
1: oh, Yeah, it is, isn't it?
0: This isn't just not many people unless they could integrate something like Spotify and Tidal or whatever people are listening to. Make it an Android app, yeah. How many people genuinely listen to audio files? No, of course. These days, that isn't streamed, so it, they need to do something with streaming. It was, it was very, it was very much of its time though, and so needed. Uh, no,
1: uh, drop us a drop us a tweet, drop us a drop us a DM on on your choice of Winamp skins, because I could talk about that for days. Or at least five minutes.
0: It's a good conversation for for five minutes, indeed.
1: We were talking that you you were talking about how you saw the video for accidents.
0: Yes. Uh, and I, again, that was just a, a in and and being totally committed to it. It was it was a great. I thought it was just such a that song just is is watch out for me, and it just makes that album just pop.
1: Um, it's 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 genuine what I meant uh, initially by saying, you know, that that is a great intro, just that bin na na na, bin, no, wait. It is uh,
0: it kicks off really, really well. Oh man. The yeah. whole the song, Right. So this is where we we're, we're clearly agreeing to disagree here, but I think it sets the tone for the whole album and it makes it just one of those that I just can't not I can't stop listening to it once it starts and I just want to hear it end to end and I, I agree that crisis is the more approachable listenable all-round album but watch out takes the peak purely through nostalgia and purely through watching that video in my university dorm room, and just being like, I love this fucking band.
1: How do you feel about track four? Sidewalk when she walks. I think it's got the line, your wounds are opening wide and they might be just my size. Your wounds are opening wide and they might be just my size. Just my size. It's, it's,
0: I think, again, it plays into just showing how... Um, I just, just showing how versatile they were as a band because it's got some really soft and almost post rock elements to it. And I'm, I'm just reading here that apparently they were listening to a lot of Mogwai at the time yeah, of writing no, this. I,
1: yeah, I read that as well, so I, I meant to bring that
0: up. So they, they've, they've, I think the guitars are very layered, and and it, and I think you you find it a criticism when this, the the songs just stop, and it, that one's a great example where it's like fucking oh man <inaudible> gets me every right. time love it
1: okay so on this song I really like the music of the song mm-hmm. the lyrics fucking gross me out okay I don't like the lyrics. I don't even like the line. Your open, your lines are up op- Your your wounds are opening wide, and they might be just my size, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I want to slit your throat and fuck the wound. I want to stick my face in and feel the swim. Great, great <laughs> lyric. But when it's coming from Dallas Green, I'm a bit like, oh, this is a bit. Creepy. I want to
0: wear your skin. <laughs> yeah. So, like,
1: I'm just properly looking okay. at the lyrics now. First verse: Dress to kill. You look so right. I'm drunk with lust tonight.
0: Your wounds are opening wide and they might be just my size. Like,
1: I don't think that works in today's climate.
0: I I think you're overreading that because that one to me is about joining someone in their pain, being depressed together with someone.
1: Great, so I'm right. It's a depressing as fuck album. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's written by 18 year olds. What do you expect? I thought they were 19 by this point. Maybe
0: they were 19 by this point.
1: Who knows? I'm just saying, like uh, that song creeps me out a little bit. I just, I don't know. I fucking
0: love. I, I can't. I, I don't really. I should probably listen to lyrics more. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll put my hands up and say I don't. I don't really listen to lyrics. I listen to the sounds that the vocalists are making.
1: As do I, hundred percent. So do I. So when I actually pick up on the lyrics, you know, it's. It's actually something, or if I feel the need to go and check it, what those lyrics are. Like, I Am Hollywood, last week, I didn't know it was the line, Heather's gone, she left a note, I am legend, or mm-hmm. he is legend, that's all she wrote. I didn't know it was he is legend. Mm-hmm. So it totally changed the context of that song for me, that like, oh, has she gone on tour with he is legend? Is that is that why the dad's trying to find her? She's just like fucked off with he is legend?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think some bands they uh, some bands lyrics are important, and I think some bands lyrics are just noise. And it's how they they use vocals as another instrument. And if that's the if that's the word that they were saying at the time, so be it. Best example I can think of for that is like Converge. As as an amazing vocalist as uh, Jacob Bannon is you can't make out a word he's fucking saying. Oh yeah.
1: We've talked, I think we talked about it pretty early on about some, some metal songs and, 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 you know, you, you, you can't make it what they're saying. You're not, you're kind of not supposed to make it what you're saying. You're right. That part of the screaming or part of the aggressive vocals is it, vocals themselves are another instrument within the song. And, and I think part of the, 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 the reason that people shout in metal songs is because it goes along with the heaviest fuck guitars and the heaviest fuck drums It's always boiled my piss When I'm just like Oh do you want to listen to this song And someone's like But you can't make out the lyrics I'm like alright cool Well let's just go fucking listen to that song That's about getting binge drunk at the weekend And fucking waking up the next morning And regretting it Like I'd rather listen to a guy Screaming about slitting his wrists But I can't understand He's screaming about slitting
0: his wrists Uh, I mean I'm just reading the the lyrics there For White Devil And I was like Oh I wonder what White Devil's about Cocaine (laughs) It's about cocaine what, um,
1: what albums have we listened to before that was about cocaine what, we, we did one specifically oh no it was fucking Rated R
0: <laughs> it's all about cocaine <laughs> it was all about drugs Thing is, so when you read some lyrics there's just zero masking or there's, there's no they're not weaving the exposition here um, hey yeah. kids we've got a new white devil it goes in your fucking nose do it. Do I need to go on? Glorify, glamorize. Try to forget your sunken eyes. Your dead fad is a disaster. Your fashion is my fucking cancer. Nice, love it. Yeah, not so fun. Nose is sore. Bloody Kleenex all over the floor. But don't worry. Who gives a shit? All your friends will think you're really hip.
1: I was. Uh, Great. Relax. There's there's an irony there. I quite like that. There's. Um, I was just dim scrolling through through the gram today. And uh, the Archbishop of Banterbury put up quite a funny post. And it's like, they've they've sort of been putting up pictures of, like, club photography. right? Really? Uh, like, there was that really famous one a couple of years ago of, like, the, the guy talking to the lassie and she's just so completely disinterested. Oh, at Milk in Edinburgh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, th- this picture was this lassie, two guys, and, like... The last scene: one of the guys just looked quite normal, and the other dude has just got an absolute fucking crust of coke ground a nostril. Like, <laughs> I th- it's like he fucking missed. Do you know what I mean? Just like, it's just all sitting
0: there for later.
1: Like he didn't actually inhale anything. He just dabbed his nose, his <laughs> beacon in the bag. It's, uh, it just reminded me of that, and that was
0: hilarious. Oh, that's good. I, um, I, I, I really rate this band extremely highly. I don't think they've made a bad album. I think every album up to Crisis was stronger than the last. And the, the, the last like full-length album they made is still a great album. It's just, it's an Alexis album that is not as good as the previous one. It's safe. It's a but safe, safe, sa- yeah, safe is the, the right way to think of it. And, you know, the guys in the band are clearly exceptionally talented yeah. going on to to have so many side projects. Dallas doing his thing with with sitting color, Wade doing his thing with black lungs, and getting invited to join Gallows. Must have he must have ticked some box um, for the Carters when they were going, when he was going to join them. So, uh, yeah, great, great guys, great band, and one that I will always go back to. There's um you know an Alexis song comes on, I don't know my 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 Spotify playlist will if I. If I go nuts, it'll just start playing them, and they'll come on. I won't skip them.
1: No, totally, man. Like I, 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 I've potentially been hard on this album. I don't mean to have been hard on this album. I have, I suppose, going from crisis back to this album, I just found it way less consistent, a bit more messy, and as much as there was a lot of things I liked about it, there was just there was also more as as many things I didn't like about it. So I sort of struggled with it So I do pick up those singles You know, It's Your Funeral Mama from, from Watch Out That's made it onto many a playlist But I I am a bit more comfortable In the sort of crisis slash Old Crows Young Cardinal era And I'd be, like I said I'd be excited to see if these guys Sort of came back with some new music mm-hmm. I should really go check out The Color in the City or whatever it's called
0: it, it It's an acoustic, one man acoustic band So Right around that late two thousands period, I was going through that phase of listening to hipster indie and getting an anchor tattooed on
1: you, wearing the beanie.
0: Yeah, I went. I went through the phase, but it, it's good music. I always like. I always had an acoustic guitar. It was. I think I first learned to play an acoustic guitar listening to like bands like Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains. So to have someone playing, you know, acoustic tracks was. Was nice. It was refreshing, especially when you've been listening to hardcore for five years solid. Um, sure. So sure. it was it was, a, it, was a, it was a welcome change. And then you know there was a, there was a phase of of listening to a lot of indie stuff, uh, whether it be Dallas Green or, or uh, Scott from fret and Rabbit with, with his stuff. So, finally getting some vocals uh, was was nice, and 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 listening to the lyrics by that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Interestingly enough, I'm just like looking at their their their. Spotify page top played track is this could be anywhere in the world 32 million plays Accidents has 9.4 million plays Boiled Frogs has 11.4 million plays
0: top track that was their track on their MySpace page for a very long time right
1: Um, it is it is a great song I'm just I think I'm surprised I'm not seeing more watch out in the top.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's probably a good, good point to make. 44 caliber lovelet is number six in their top place. The thing is with, with Spotify, as you'll probably be able to spot, yeah. it isn't in play order. It's just popular. So this is what's popular at the, at a given moment.
1: Yeah, but then number 10 on the current list. So no transitory and controller also there, but number 10, rough hands. Oh, what right. a fucking... Absolute banger of a tune.
0: It's such a good album. They've they've they really nailed it on Crisis and absolutely solidified themselves into what what became. And I just can't. I couldn't have. I would never have heard Crisis if I hadn't heard Watch Out. And it makes me appreciate. I think listening to Watch Out makes me appreciate Crisis more. Um, Like you say, it going back back the way you find it a hot mess. But going forward, I see it as as development, and you know, don't forget where you came from. Remember the, remember your roots, <laughs> type thing. Cool, man. Cool. We got anything more we want to see on? No, I think Watch I think out. I think I've covered it. I think I've I've given my I've said my two pence on it. I've love this album. I will forever love this album. One I will defend <laughs> in in any way that I can. And... Hey man,
1: if we if we were at a if you know if we we're in a pub and there's a jukebox, or if we we're just round the house chilling having beers, and you put on watch out, I'd be cool with that. Ultimately, I'd be absolutely happy with that. Might get creeped out along the way, but I'd be cool with it. You know, <laughs> so that is that is th- this is by no means a bad listen, but it does fuck me
0: up a little bit. No doubt, no doubt. So. Uh, next week, it's your choice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm not ready for this. No, I'm really not ready for this. Um... Oh, okay. 2004. Keep yourself in that sort of timeline.
1: and not to... um. Not to go too early like I did with I Am Hollywood. So I'm sort of between two albums right now. One that of a band I sort of stuck around with for a while. so sort I of dropped off them a bit more on their recent releases, but definitely stuck around with them for a while. And then another band we've actually mentioned tonight. Okay. So, how do I feel about this? Where do I want to go? What do I want to listen to for the next week? Where's your head at?
0: Where's your head? Where's your head at? Where's your head? Where's ah, your head at? Ah, ah, ah.
1: Yep. Um my head is Alexis on fire. So we're not
0: doing, doing basement jacks, never mind.
1: We're definitely not doing basement jacks. Damn. Um my head's there. But I'm trying to maybe don't want to like fight that. Don't want to be like, no, I'm not just gonna do that. I'm gonna do something else.
0: Okay. Uh
1: Nah, fuck it. I kind of want to listen to this album more than I want to listen to the other one, so let's do Siren Song of the Counterculture by Rising gas yes!
0: Oh, we didn't mention this band tonight. Oh, you knew!
1: You knew you'd do this for me, didn't you? Such a good album. You did Such it. a good, such a good, like, whoa, oh, from everything about it, from Paper Wings to, what is it, Swing Life Away or whatever, like, ah. Oh, Halfway beautiful. around the
0: world until they burned up in the atmosphere Stitches you down oh I'm just going to play Burnout for, for a week that's me done well that's it that's why I had to quickly double check when
1: did Need for Speed 2 come out because that's how I found this album
0: yeah fucking yes
1: oh well the spoiler for next week
0: oh I can't wait can't wait oh cool great especially yeah. since you know I, saw them support. I didn't see them supporting this band so yeah that's a good, good, good call excellent yeah great well thanks very much everyone for joining us did you want yeah, to say? You want... Did you want you want to say? It? Did you want to say the line?
1: Well, I feel like it's a thing. I feel like we have to say it. Okay, say the line. Take us home, love.
0: Thank you very much, Keith. Yes, thanks everyone for listening. We have been alive or just Blethering. Please do check us out on our socials: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at AOGB Podcast uh, for memes reels that I haven't posted in a few weeks. Um, or, or whatever bullshit not, comes to mind. Not done a meme in a while either. <laughs> yeah, like to share. We like to share albums that or stories that we might see. But yeah, come on, join the conversation. If you've had a listen, what do you think? Are you a fan of Alexis on Fire's albums? Come join us next week, though, to listen. Keith taking us through Rise Against "Siren Song of the Counterculture Nailed it. Well done. Didn't even have to read anything.
1: I was reading it with you. I was like, oh, is he going to fuck this?
0: Is he? Is he? Sorry, so I'm to talk to I'm still on the wikipedia dial screen. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night.